Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. It was a frigid winter wonderland in Eagle River, Alaska in December of 2020. And I was taking a walk with my wonderful friend, Margaret. And Hello. <laughs> and another friend of ours who was visiting Alaska at the time, um, staying for a couple months. We were just chatting and getting to know each other a little bit more. And I heard her mention Philadelphia, and that really piqued my interest. I was like, oh, Philadelphia, I lived there for four years. Um, what were you up to? Where did, what part of town did you live in? And she mentioned that she last was living in an apartment on Rittenhouse Square. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I wish I could have lived down there. It's just this beautiful square in Center City that has some amazing upscale restaurants and just beautiful garden in the middle. Um, and she told me, I know, I know it's kind of crazy. I never thought I would live there, but it's, um, it's actually kind of an insane story. And so of course I wanted to hear it. And so she proceeded to tell us this, um, I mean, the only word for it is miraculous story of how she was in some really destitute circumstances in a bad living situation. And, um, financially she was pretty much at rock bottom and didn't really have any options. Um, but she really needed to find another place to live. So um, long story short, she at one point um, during all this had a dream where she saw this apartment in vivid detail, like a walkthrough dream of this apartment. And God told her, this is where you're gonna live. And so, you know, she doesn't really think that much about the dream. Obviously she remembered it because it struck her, but most of us, when we have dreams like that, we aren't thinking like, oh my gosh, this was a true revelation <laughs> from God. Um, but as she's apartment searching, one day she's walking into apartment and she's in the place from her dream. Like literally the exact same walkthrough and she just was blown away. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is really crazy. I, I can't believe that I actually saw this place in a dream before I saw yeah. it in person. Like this yeah. kind of stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but... The thing is, the apartment was way out of her price range. It was the apartment on Rittenhouse Square, and it cost thousands of dollars a month to live there, and she just couldn't afford it, and so she had to walk away. And she was really confused and disappointed. Um, but I think it was that night or the next day, she gets a call from her estranged father. Like She has very difficult family story, which is a whole different story of hers, but not really in contact with them. Um, they're in pretty bad circumstances too, but she, out of the blue, she hears from her dad and he tells her that he had set money aside years ago for each of the siblings and she had never gotten hers. So she ends up with $10,000 in her bank account out of nowhere. And the next day she signs that lease mm-hmm. and gets that apartment. Um, and anyway, she just had this whole incredible story um, and it was just, that was just one moment of, like this whole series of events that happened that there's no explanation for besides that God orchestrated it. Mm. And I just, I was just so amazed by that story. And as we're walking, you know, 
then Margaret comes up with this idea. So I'll let you tell that story. So here she is telling this beautiful story of an encounter with the Lord that obviously he orchestrated. And I was thinking about a podcast that I listened to that's storytelling based. And I said, man, it would be so beautiful if we had a platform, an avenue for people to tell their encounters with the Lord um, in a setting that is is demonstrative or, or able for people to reach, to access. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thinking, I said, wow. So I think I mentioned it. I said it out loud. I said, wouldn't it be great if there was a co- podcast where people could share these stories? And then I think they both just were like, why not? <laughs> like, let's do it. Like, That's let's an amazing do it. idea. Okay, okay, let's move forward. And then nothing happened for a very long time. At least um, a year. At least a year. And then a friend of ours, Paige. Uh, Hi. <laughs> we were at uh, her house uh, doing a women's group. I believe it was the mm-hmm. Fiat 40 for the season of Lent mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And she, we mentioned it kind of flippantly and she just kind of grabbed on. So um, I'll let you take it from there, Paige. Yeah. So we were at my house just sitting on the couch chatting and yeah, they just brought up this idea for a podcast and I was like, wow, that sounds so awesome. Um, I had wanted to do a podcast, but I like didn't really have an idea for a podcast. And so I'm hearing them talk and I'm like, one, this is amazing because who doesn't love a good miracle story? Um, and two, like, let's just do it. Like, this is amazing. And like, what's stopping us? Yeah. Like I'm an ENFP. So I'm very like, let's go. Um, big ideas. Um, really great at starting things. Not really great at continuing them, but (laughs) that's why I have Bernadette and Margaret. Um, (laughs) so I was like, yes, let's do it. Like guys, what's stopping us? Like, I know I have nothing a part of this story. Um, like I wasn't one of the main people, but like, let's do this. And so they're like, okay, yeah. Um, and And then both of us have babies. Yeah. (laughs) And then Bernadette and I both got pregnant and, um, well, I guess we were both pregnant already at that point, but we both gave birth and, um, having newborns definitely makes the world stop around you. things down a little bit or speeds them up depending on who you are. Yeah. So uh, then the podcast idea got put on the back burner and, you know, as I'm coming out of the newborn stage and things aren't so fuzzy anymore, I just start thinking about like, okay, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, What do I want to do with my like extra time that I have? Like, what do I want to prioritize? And this podcast idea just keeps coming to my head. And so I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. Like, I feel kind of weird because like it wasn't my original idea, but I don't know. I really want to do it. And I have a few other big ideas that I really want to jump on. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, Lord, like, I don't know which one to start. So I just didn't start with any of them because (laughs) I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't choose. So I'm just going to choose none. Uh, So then a few months continue to go by and it just keeps coming to me. And so finally, I'm just like, Lord, okay, this is what you want me to focus on. Then like, you're going to help me make it happen. So I texted Margaret and I was like, okay, Margaret, I can't stop thinking about this (laughs) podcast. Like I'm super convicted. I think we have to do it. All right. Like, do you... Like, do you still want to do it with me? And like, let's reach out to Bernadette too and see if she wants to do it too. And Margaret's like, yes, let's, let's do it. So then Margaret reaches out to Bernadette and we kind of, what? (laughs) We kind of just like all come together. And then 
we just start brainstorming and dreaming and thinking about um, just all the possibilities for this podcast. And um, yeah, I will let yeah. Bernadette like tell you a little bit more about as we have. Yeah. So here we are today. And basically we're here because we want to create a place of hope for people to come to. Um, there's, there's so many ways to escape in this day and age, uh, you know, whether you're just like streaming endless shows or going out, having a drink with friends, whatever, mm-hmm. like that, you know, there are ways that we can escape and use them, uh, in a healthy way or unhealthy way, yeah. but mindlessly just, scrolling yeah, Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So we wanted to create a place where people can escape to, whether it's while you're driving, folding laundry, or just, you know, sitting and resting whatever it is, but um, just a place that is uplifting, that is a healthy place to come to, um, where we're actually sharing real life. This is not fantasy at all. We're sharing um, like true ways that God is working right now in the present. And um, it's just, there's so much out there right now, like we said, and we just want to create one place where you're going to go to and be uplifted every mm-hmm. time, be re-inspired every time. Mm-hmm. And also, you, you know, you might encounter stuff that you're like, I, I don't even know if I believe this. Right. But we just invite you, like we're not we're not telling stories of verified miracles. Like, you know, you, you think right. about the church, there's a crazy process where they use external resources, scientists, testing, you know, if they're gonna say something's a miracle, they verify it. Here, we're just sharing people's authentic stories as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and a miracle just, for them. Yeah, you don't you don't have to believe all of this, but we invite you um, just to enjoy this place as a place to inspire your hope. Mm-hmm. That there is more than what we see in this life and that there is a good force working around us every moment. And so, yeah, we're just really convicted that it's important to share these stories and... Um, Basically, we want people to recognize God working in our lives in a way, you know, like open our eyes to ways that you might not really notice at the moment. So, yeah. And like Bernadette was talking about, like hope. Um, for me, I know like I am taking an Instagram fast right now because I just get so sucked into the Instagram world and just so easy, just everything that all the crud that's out there. Um even like news and just everything like it's so easy to just get so sucked into it and just so like hopeless almost Um, lost in the negativity yeah yeah and so i like just the mindless crap that doesn't give us any value right yeah right and you don't feel good after it Mm -hmm. you never do yeah so as i was you know continuing to think about this yeah i was just like I just want a place like even in a lot of my podcasts I listen to even like specifically Catholic ones it's like um there's still some type of negativity in some Mm. of them and I'm just like oh I just want something positive and so yeah just a place where you can just escape from Mm. everything that's going on around you slow down and just listen to something that's just gonna like one make you fall more in love with the Lord and two, just like Bernadette said, like inspire you and give you hope. Um, and yeah, like I love the idea of storytelling. So Margaret, you can. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I really wanted this to be is the art of storytelling seems to have been kind of lost because we have media and we have video and, you know, 
I don't think I'll ever read a book that's not an actual book. You know, if you have a Kindle, that's great. But I think, I think we want something. Like I want that. I want to flip through those pages. But I'm realizing too in my conversations with people, this this day and age is young people are losing that art of being able to talk well, to speak well. And mm-hmm. I'm not even a brilliant storyteller myself, but I know people who are, and I think that that it's becoming a lost art. So wanting it to be a platform for people to share beauty um, with you all, um, and it's such a gift. So it's kind of bringing that back, going back to the to the basics, if you will. You know, in Jesus' time, that's what they had. They had the written word and they had the spoken word. So I love the idea of being able to share this authentically in the spoken word, not. And, you know, we have the gift of technology to be able to do a podcast and share it with a bigger platform than, you know, obviously in Jesus' time. But, um, and that's another, that was another inspiration is the idea that during, when Jesus walked the earth, he performed miracles. Mm-hmm. But that didn't, that's not where it ended. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that he performed miracles and he was like, okay, see you later. Miracle, he empowered his disciples to do the same thing. And, and then he, they empowered us, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's been passed down. Yeah. So, and all three of us, go also, ahead. Also, do you want to just say something about how, like, Margaret's the one who came up with the idea for our podcast name oh. and, you know, was reading the stories of those miracles and Jesus's promise. So, you know, Matthew 17, 20, right. basically, you know, you will move mountains. Faith can move mountains. So, yeah, the story um, of the name was literally, I was just praying about it and driving one day. And I said, I wanted it to be big. I wanted it to be biblical. I wanted it to be something, something kind of in, inspiring. Mm-hmm. And uh, Moving Mountains came to mind. Also, I love a good alliteration. As you're mm-hmm. driving, looking at the Chugach Mountain yes. range. In Alaska, covered <laughs> in snow probably. I don't even know what month this was. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I texted Paige right away. I don't mm-hmm. know if I, if I texted you, Berna. But I was like, I think I came up with the name, Moving Mountains. And then you know, a tagline of stories of modern day miracles. We want to hear the truth, real stories mm-hmm. of modern day miracles. Mm-hmm. So the, the purpose is to, for people to tell their story, to tell it well, to um, speak of the Lord's goodness in their life um, and grow into faith, hopefully deep in faith. So yeah. I think we're going to transition now to introductions. So my name is Margaret. Um, my middle name is Claire, Margaret Claire. We just had her feast day. I don't know if anybody know Claire of Assisi. <laughs> um, I didn't used to love my name. I will say that, but I've grown to love it. Lots of <laughs> nicknames. Um, I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan in a very charismatic Catholic community, Catholic home, you know, Christianity, God was always a part of my life. And I can genuinely say that I never remember not believing in God. I don't ever recall having a revelation moment of God is real. I just, I felt like I innately knew, just kind of like I innately knew Santa Claus wasn't real. Sorry, (laughs) that's a spoiler alert for anybody. But I just kind of knew. I wasn't disappointed when I learned the truth about Santa Claus. You know, it's silly, but to me, God was always real. So um, grew up in a Catholic home. It was probably at the age of about 11 when I went to a girls camp. Pine Hills Girls Camp, shout out to Pine Hills. Um, when I, I was 11, it was probably 1991, yes, I'm aging myself, um, <laughs> that I experienced the Lord, the Holy Spirit in a very profound way. And I didn't really know at the time what was happening. 
but I knew it was good because I felt a peaceful presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so my journey continued. I, you know, c- continued to grow in my faith. I was confirmed all the things. Um, and then the next kind of big profound moment I remember was freshman year of college. I, someone had broken up with me in January and I was really struggling through that semester. Um, we'd been dating a couple of years and, um, someone invited me to be a counselor at Pine Hills Girls Camp. So I had this incredible experience as a camper for three years, years ago. And this person asked me, and I really didn't think I had any of the skills to, to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. And But despite that, I found myself saying yes. Mm-hmm. And I truly actually believe that was the Lord saying yes through me because it's kind of catapulted me into ministry. So years later... I moved to Alaska because God is inviting me to be a youth minister, which I've never done as a job. I've done it as a volunteer for 20 years. Um, And I was kind of questioning him like, wait, you want me to do what? At what age? Because I was 37 at the time. And I I was like, youth ministry jobs are for people in their early 20s. What do you, Mm -hmm. what do you, what? (laughs) So obviously, like I felt the call of the Lord and I'll share more of this story at another time. But, and I said, yes. Mm -hmm. And I have never been more fulfilled. I've never been, I've never felt like a job wasn't a job until I got this job. Mm -hmm. And I get to talk about the glory of the Lord all the time. I get Mm -hmm. to love, you know, young people and help them on their journey. And obviously I wouldn't be sitting here with you two if God hadn't called me to Alaska. Um, (laughs) So I'm so thankful for the journey he's taken me on. And yes, I've, there are times when I've fallen off of it, but I don't think I've ever been happier in a career. And it's weird to even call it that. Um, the number of blessings I've been that have been bestowed upon me have been, I can't even count them. So, and this is one of the fruits right now. This this mm-hmm. podcast. So, um, I do believe I'm supposed to share my age, which I don't really want to do, but I will. <laughs> I'm 42 years old, and I am single, and I think that will be important for listeners to know um, as we share our stories in life. Um, so, I'm going to pass the torch now to Paige to Thanks do her introduction. Yeah. Sure. Hi guys, I'm Paige. Um, I'm 27. I was one of those young, lively, young 20-something youth <laughs> ministers. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> um, but so I was born and partly raised in Orange County, California um, when I was 12. My family made the move to Austin, Texas, which is where everyone still is. Um I come from a nice big family of seven kids. Um, We were the classic homeschool, daily mass goers, pray the rosary together type of family. Um, So yeah, kind of like Margaret said, like I don't think I ever had a time in my life where I ever doubted God. Um, Well, I doubted God, but not the (laughs) existence of God. (laughs) I was like, you're superhuman. (laughs) Yeah, I never doubted the existence of God. I definitely had a rebellious stage in high school. Um, I was confirmed when I was four years old in Mexico. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> um, that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really involved. I was not a youth group kid because mm. uh, I didn't have to do confirmation classes or oh, anything yeah. like that. So um, that is kind of funny that I ended up becoming a youth minister. Yes. Um, however, before I became a youth minister, I was 
a camp counselor. Mm. Keep going back to camp, huh? Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I worked at the Pines Catholic Camp, shout out, in East Texas. Pines, Pine Hills. Wow. Interesting. Um, And so I worked there for two summers, and then I had heard about this camp in Alaska that was just getting started. And I was like, wow, Alaska, that sounds amazing. I'm so over the Texas heat. I am not a hot weather girl at all. Um, And so I was like, you mean I could be somewhere in the summer and wear jeans and flannel? That sounds amazing. Yes, sign me up. (laughs) Yep. So she did. She signed up. So I applied and I got the job and I came up in 2015 to be a camp counselor. Um, And it was a really hard summer, but it was such a beautiful summer. And I experienced God in a completely different way than I have ever experienced him being up here in Alaska. Um, And so I just like felt this huge call to just come back up to Alaska. I had one more year left of school. um, And when I went back to Texas for school, I was just so sad. Like there was just something in me that was just like just missing and I knew that I was just supposed to go to Alaska and this is crazy because my whole family is in Austin and I had old like never dreamed I at the time I had seven nieces and nephews never dreamed of leaving them um but I just continued to hear God's call to come to Alaska and my parents were like you've never experienced snow before like you grew up in Southern California and now Austin (laughs) Texas and like at that point I had never um experienced snow I saw snow for the first time when I was 21 years old (laughs) (laughs) oh my (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like no I can do it so I moved up in 2016 and I have been here ever since even though there have been a few times where my husband and I have tricked everyone and told them we were gonna move back to Texas (laughs) um but God just continues calling us and we just continue to stay um and we absolutely love it up here Um, I am a wife, like I just said, um, and I've been married for almost three years. Um, I have two little boys, Santiago, who just turned two, and Augustine, who we call Augie, and he will be one in September. Um, I am a former youth minister. I am now a stay-at-home mom, um, but I also do photography on the side. So I'm a wedding photographer, and then um, just kind of do family photos, senior photos. Um, so if you're getting married or need pictures sometime soon and you live in Alaska, uh, yes. Paige off or if you don't live in Alaska, because I can travel. Yeah. <laughs> Planes. Wow. <laughs> um, I love art and cooking and camping and just all the good things. Coffee. Love coffee. Mm. <laughs> um, so we have cups in right here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cup of I coffee every day. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, so that is pretty much all there is to say about me. So Bernadette, take it away. Thanks, Paige. Um, <laughs> my name's Bernadette, and I grew up in a place called Steubenville, Ohio, which if you're Catholic, you probably know where that is. Um, I, I was very blessed, again, gr- growing up in a great Catholic community. And uh, like these girls, I've always believed in God. I definitely had my phase in, you know, you know, college time of my questioning and Um, being a little bit further away from God, but through his grace, here I am. And um, just very thankful for the faith. And I mean, I personally am so inspired by the stories of miracles, the stories of the saints, you know, I mean, talk about like incorruptible humans and just 
at, you know, all the things that happen. So I'm really excited about this podcast personally, because I think just the truth of God in the world being so apparent is really important to me because that just helped my own faith as an adult to develop. I was, mm-hmm. I'm a very like rational thinker. So just God actually showing us yeah. that, um, like his reality is so real is very important to me and mm-hmm. why I am a very, um, like 100% fully Catholic and mm. always will be, and I'm so excited to share that with the world. Um, so uh, right now I'm 31 years old, and I'm married, and I have four children. I'm a mom of four. Two of our babies are in heaven. I have a 15-month-old son, and we have a little daughter on the way. Which we're so excited to meet her. <laughs> Yay! Um, and, and Margaret and I are naturally buying all of the cute baby girls. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> The first girl between these two, so she's going to be spoiled. Oh, yeah, she's already so loved, and so am I. Um, So besides being a mom, I'm also a life coach. That's what I did mainly before having my first baby. Um, I still do that on a side, you know, sneak in some sessions during my Mm -hmm. son's nap, but my primary vocation right now is being a mother. Um, I love spending time in the kitchen. I'm obsessed with healthy foods. Like, I love, you know, soaking, grinding, sprouting my own grains, um, always looking for traditional methods. And, um, I also love getting outdoors. I also live in Alaska, which I'll, I'll tell you about why, why, how I got there, um, in a little bit, but basically my husband and I just love being outdoors. So we do everything from snowshoeing to backpacking, camping, cross country skiing, uh, biking, biking, yeah, (laughs) frozen glacier, you know, frozen rivers up to sea glaciers and, um, you know, all the things, fishing, hunting, everything that you can think of in Alaska. We love getting out to do. Um, and I also just, um, a fun fact about me is that I'm a trained artist and I spent two semesters studying painting and drawing in Rome and uh, I play the violin and I'd play soccer every day if I could. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm a huge bookworm. So any good book recommendations that people have for me, just send our way. Because <laughs> when I start a good book, I can't close it until I'm turning the last page at 2 a.m. <laughs> um, good for you. But anyway, like I said, I also live in Alaska. And what brought me here is my husband. We actually met. I was living in Michigan at the time. We met eight days before I was moving to D.C. At um, my home parish? Yes, at Margaret's home parish. What we are didn't the know her at the time. Um, <laughs> And, um, well, I I guess I just want to share too, this is kind of like a miracle God experience in my own life. Um, so you'll probably hear more from us in the future, but just like really quickly, just want to say like most of us probably have experienced God in our lives, whether we realize it or not. And this, Mm -hmm. like meeting my husband and actually living in Alaska is a huge miracle experience in my own life. So I was actually previously engaged Um, to someone I'd been with for almost five years and broke off that engagement because it became very apparent it was not the right thing. And I was very unhappy, but that was a time in my life when I started just um, going to daily mass all the time, going to the Adoration Chapel, and I was just praying, and I felt really at peace with the decision to break it off. And basically, um, (laughs) eight days before I'm moving away from the state where my ex-fiance and everything was... uh, I get this note on my car after going to daily mass and adoration and it's a note from my husband. Long story short, we ended up 
dating long distance for about a year and a half and we got married and I moved up to Alaska. Um, and there's just, there's so much more around that circumstance, but it truly was and is a miracle that he is in my life and the way that we met and um, just so much, it was just like such a huge answer to prayer in a way that I thought, you know, was pure fantasy. Like if, if I heard our story, mm. I'd be like, that's like a cute story that someone made up. It's like every Catholic yeah. girl's dream, <laughs> yeah. you know, a come out of adoration. Like, come on. A handsome Catholic <laughs> man left, leaves you a note. I'm so glad he was bold enough. Because <laughs> some people might have been like, well, she's gone. I'm not going to see her again. But mm-hmm. that's, that's I mean, his yes too, right? And like, it's crazy too. Because, I mean, obviously he was making the effort to be in the same place at the same time. But he's not someone who's like that. I mean, this is the, a guy who, in his previous relationships, always ended up dating someone because he kind of, like, was really, like, the woman was really wanting to date him and, you know, worked mm. him oh, into it. sure. And he told sure. Like, before we dated, it had taken him, like, six months to even hold someone's hand, Aww. like, after they were boyfriend. You know, he was, like, a really <laughs> slow mover. Mm. And he said that day, he just, like, felt so, pro- like, he just felt saw me and was, like, it was like, you need to talk to this girl. You need to talk to this girl. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything to me at mass. <laughs> and then obviously like we both ended up in the same adoration chapel, which is off, you know, like it was up the road a little right. bit. And he's hearing it's like, not like you have to do this. And he weren't, left you, that note. weren't you like driving ahead of him? And he was yes, like, okay, if me. she turns into the adoration chapel, then I'll leave the note. Yeah. Cause he was going there too. And so, <laughs> but I'll did he to... not walk in because he didn't want to think you were oh, following, he was following well, you. He had to go back to work and I was still in there and there were other people. <laughs> oh, so he didn't he had say to leave early. <laughs> and so he left this note on my car and then he was like, this is crazy. What am I doing? I'm not. And so he went back and took it off and he like, left and came back like three times and so the holy spirit was like really like he, oh, and yeah i mean even now if you talk to him he's like that was just so unlike me he did it just felt really like he was supposed to do it and mm-hmm. so obviously he was so and he was human in the yes. midst of it like this is dumb exactly. no this is what i'm supposed to do no this is dumb no this is what i'm supposed to yeah. do <laughs> so, so funny. anyway that's definitely a miracle experience in my own life um Paige, do you have a miracle experience that you could share? Yeah, yeah. So the first one that I thought of was, um, this was summer of 2017. um, And I was working at St. Teresa's Catholic Camp up here in Alaska. Um, And so um, I was a youth minister at the time. I took my kids every summer to the Steubenville conferences in the lower 48. And so we were going to Atlanta, which is an amazing conference. Um, and so I was the last one who was going to buy my ticket, my plane ticket, because I just had to make sure all the kids were on the same flight. And so I finally got the last kid, his flight. And then I have miles that were donated to me for my flight. So I'm like going, I find the ticket that I need. And for whatever reason, the internet is not working. And so I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll get it later. I have to go be it, whatever camp activity I need to be at. So I go off and now it's like, two days before I'm leaving for the conference. And the Sisters of Life were at camp this week. And Sister Anne, she says to me, oh, are you all ready for your trip? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't bought my plane ticket. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I have to leave. And I like just rushed to the office and I like plug in all the information. I had 30K, I had 30,000 miles to, to spend on this ticket. Every ticket is 50,000 miles. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like looking at all of these different ways. Like, what if I just paid money? It was like $500. I was yeah. like, I'm, I don't have money yeah. for that. Um, and so I'm just, this is 
Like the, it's the third, the next day is the fourth and we're leaving on the fifth. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, Lord, I don't know what to do. So I'm, I'm just like, okay, I need to sit down. I need to pray. I'm going to write a letter because it was kind of later in the evening. So the sisters of life, I'm not sure where they were on camp that day. Um, and I was going to be going to bed pretty soon. So I write a letter and I'm like, sisters, I need emergency prayers. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what I need you guys to pray for. Um, and I put the note on their door and so then the next day I wake up and I go straight to the chapel and I get in there and all the sisters are in there praying and so I'm like okay hopefully they know that it's me in here and that they're praying for me and so I'm just like lord please like lord you need to make this happen like fourth of July is my favorite holiday ever and so I'm like give this to me as a gift for today like I love it basically your Christmas like I love it more than my birthday and I'm like blessed Pierre like please come and clutch like um, I am just, you know, calling upon everyone, like, please, like, I need to find this, t- like, this specific ticket needs to be 30k miles. And so I'm like, please, Lord, please, Lord. And I'm like, okay, like, I've said everything I can say, you know, this is to glor, this trip is to glorify you. And I believe that you'll make this happen. So I finish praying, I walk to the office, I plug in the info on Alaska Airlines. And I'm just scrolling through all the tickets. And it's like, 50k 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 and I see the flight of what like the flight numbers that I need and I look over and it says 30k no. oh my gosh <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh I'm like on the brink of tears and I just like immediately book it and then I just sprint like the sisters of life are coming out of the chapel and I sprint and I like fall to my knees and I'm like it was 30k and they're like yeah <laughs> and they're like we were praying like we were in the chapel and we heard you come in and we were praying for you so hard and like we prayed last night for you oh, too when we got the amazing. note I love and it. I was just like this is my gift from God like on the 4th of July like that was probably the best 4th of July I ever had That's amazing. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah and so I was just like wow like God just like he hears our bold prayers and like if it's to glorify him then like he's not someone once told me like he's not a hide and seek God mm. you know like yeah. he Mm-hmm. he like isn't gonna just like mess with us and be like oh no sorry like you forgot to do your ticket so since you're I'm doing this amazing yeah right. since you're doing this amazing thing for my kingdom um i'm not gonna give you what you need um and obviously there are times where he doesn't give us um what we need but yeah so that is that's my miracle story, Margaret. I love it, Paige. That's incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. What's yours? So I'll try to keep it short. Um, gosh, I have so many. But I think I'm going to share a little bit about... I haven't ever had a huge devotion to the saints until somebody encouraged me to. So a couple years ago, I started a novena, which is nine days of prayer, um, asking for the intercession of someone. You can um, People do rosary novenas, all sorts of things. And this time I was convicted to ask um, for the intercession of St. Maximilian Kolbe. And if you don't know his story, it's incredible. He basically gave up his life in Auschwitz for another prisoner. Look him up if you haven't heard of him. So a friend of mine encouraged me to say a novena, and I did. And there's actually two, kind of two very brief stories. The first one is that I started the novena on a random day in August in 2020. And I very quickly discovered that the novena was going to end exactly on his feast day, which is typically when you pray a novena. And I just remember thinking, okay, God, you see me, you're hearing Mm -hmm. me. So the next year 
so I, I did a novena and that, you know, that prayer was answered a year later, actually. But I was like, oh, I need to pray to him again. I need to ask him. I need to ask him for his intercession again. Uh, so I, I was like, OK, um, the next summer I needed to move. It was kind of unexpected. But I said, OK, St. Maximilian, you came through for me last year. I'm just going to I'm going to ask for your intercession to help me in this transition. Basically, what happened was my roommate was leaving and I, I needed to relocate and I was I was not finding anything there. You know, Alaska is expensive. Um, Eagle River. I don't know if it's more expensive than Anchorage, but it, my options were limited. Mm-hmm. I'm a youth minister. I'm not in this job for the money, right? <laughs> so I go on vacation and I didn't really think about it while I was gone. And then I came back and I, I remember the first thing I did was said, Father Arthur, who's my priest and my boss, I need a new living situation. He said, oh, there's a girl who might need a roommate. I said, huh, okay, I'm going to take that to prayer. So I did. And so doing the nine days of prayer again, someone, I think it was Chris, Chris Stefanik actually posted about St. Maximilian Colby on his you know, Instagram we don't all scroll Instagram. <laughs> um, so he had posted, you know, just a little bit of information about him. And at the bottom, it said, pray for us, prisoner number 16670. And I looked at that number and I was like, why does that look so familiar? Kind of confused. And I said, I think that's the address of this girl's house that Father Arthur told me that maybe I should consider living with. No way. And I go in to look, because I, you know, I hadn't memorized it yet. It yeah. takes a minute to memorize an address. And I bring it up and I was like, 16670. You've got to be kidding me. Oh <laughs> That's a pretty so, clear answer to prayer. I was like, okay, God, I hear you loud and clear. This is where you want me to live. And I, I think I moved in two or three weeks later and it's been mm. wonderful. So, you know, two times that he... I felt like the Lord really used those interse- that intercession, those prayers, mm-hmm. to lead me to something good, yeah. good mm-hmm. for me. And that was a moment of surrender. And then obviously that's a time when social media was, like God was using social media yeah. to help answer my prayer. It's not inherently an evil thing. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. So, yeah, I mean, huge that's gift. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's gift. just such a great example of what you can expect from this podcast. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, um, yeah, basically going forward, just we're going to be sharing a lot of miracle stories that you don't want to miss out on. And, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that we shared today, like, you know, are maybe what people would consider like small miracles or small mm-hmm. scale. Um, but we're going to share all kinds of miracles, like crazy, supernatural things that have no explanation all the way to mm-hmm. just little moments that some people may, might just say, oh, that's just circumstance or luck. But that others recognize as, no, that was God answering a prayer working mm-hmm. in my life. Um, we actually have a chaplain for this podcast. His name is Father Michael Shields, and he is just an amazing priest um, who's currently out in Palmer, Alaska. And basically, the, I mean, this guy's life is just full of miracle stories. And the, the first big one is that he's actually a Catholic priest because he was a total hippie, not living any type of uh, religious lifestyle or belief at all. And he was doing a hike one day, and God literally... he heard God's voice say, Michael, I want you to be a priest. And so Father Michael shows up at a church and he's like, he goes up to the, the priest there and is like, oh, um, I'm supposed to be a priest. And the priest is like, oh, uh, do, do you go to church? No. Um, was, when was the last time you've been to confession? Oh, uh, I don't know, confession? And, and the priest is like, okay, maybe we should start there. But, um, long story short, Father Michael spent, you know, 20 plus years in, um, 
in Magadan, Russia, which is basically where Siberian prison camps, like the Gulag were, he started a mission serving those people. He he's just called he's been called to so many amazing things and has been mm-hmm. all around the world. Mm-hmm. And he's we are, like Denali. Yeah, he's the yes. North Face, nonetheless. Yeah, he's just like you know, at seventy one years old, he did like a, a bike packing mountain pass trip with my husband and I. Like I, <laughs> I hope to even be able to get on a bike at his age. I know, right? Um, he's just incredible and we're so blessed to have him here with us so he's going to be our chaplain and kind of guiding and directing this podcast but also he has some crazy Mm -hmm. miracle stories Mm -hmm. that he's going to be sharing with us at the beginning of this series um yeah so Paige do you want to talk about a little bit of what else we have in the works yeah so um we're going to be creating an Instagram and um on the Instagram there'll be fun giveaways and just a lot of great things through that so definitely follow us um and all of that info will be in the show notes. Um, and then we'll also be creating a hotline that you can call in and share like, you know, two minute uh, little story that you may have had, like an encounter or um, an actual miracle, or you can email us, um, Instagram message us, or even call in and talk about, um, tell us any names of people and their contact info if you know of people who have really amazing stories. Or even if you have connections with like, you know, we would love to have like Father Mike Schmitz on here, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) If you have like bigger connections like that and you think that you've heard them tell really awesome stories, then um, connecting us with people like that. um, But yeah, we're super excited. um, And yeah, we're gonna close it out. Margaret is gonna close us out in prayer. Ladies, we did it. Let's go. <laughs> In the name of the, the Father, Father, and of the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of this, this podcast and for still working in our lives all these years after Jesus walked the earth. And I'm just going to read a little um, piece of scripture. This is Matthew 17, 20, the second half of the verse. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We look forward to hanging out with you next time. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much. We're excited. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.